Hi, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in our devotions. You'll notice that as we start with Acts 24, 17, that we're doing things a little bit differently. That's because I felt like this week's curriculum, the opportunity for families and groups to get together and discuss as we apply our lives to the text together, I thought that that should really focus on the verses immediately previous to this one because it brings up especially an opportunity to discuss fake news. And that, I think that's really, really, really prevalent today. So Paul is giving his defense before Felix. We've seen the lawyer Tertullus give a straight up false accusation against Paul. Now, Paul, when he gives his defense, is speaking completely in truth. He's going to be forthright about everything, including the big, bright, red flashing button that he pushed right in front of the Sanhedrin. You know what that is? That most controversial thing you could ever possibly say? Well, Paul said it, and I was going to recount that to Felix. This is Acts 24, beginning in verse 17. After many years, I came to bring charitable gifts and offerings to my people. While I was doing this, some Jews from Asia found me ritually purified in the temple without a crowd and without any uproar. It is they who ought to be here before you to bring charges if they have anything against me. Or let these men here state what wrongdoing they found in me when I stood before the Sanhedrin. Other than this one statement I shouted while standing among them, Today I am on trial before you concerning the resurrection of the dead. There it is. That's the bright red flashing conflict button that Paul slammed down with his fist. We talked about this in our sermon the past, this past weekend about the deep roots of the schism between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Paul knew this and he pressed the button hard. And as a result, the Pharisees were a part of the crowd saying, wipe this man off the face of the earth, get rid of him. He does not deserve to live to, hang on a second, maybe an angel or some spirit has spoken through him. They actually come to his defense. So he's recounting his innocence on all charges. He even brings up the controversial thing that he did during that dispute. Here is Felix's response in verse 22. Since Felix was well informed about the way, that's Christianity, he adjourned the hearing saying, when Lysias the commander comes down, I will decide your case. He ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom and that he should not prevent any of his friends from meeting his needs. So, Things go pretty well here. Felix is going to uh, bring his sister, or his wife rather, Drusilla, who is Jewish, to hear Paul later on. Now, Felix may not be actually listening all that well. He may be kind of secretly hoping for a bribe, but this is Paul's opportunity nonetheless. Paul recounts with full integrity exactly what took place. It doesn't free him from prison, but his complicity and also his rights as a Roman entitle him to some fair treatment while he's in prison, where his friends can come and meet his needs, where he's taken care of by the family of God, even while he's in prison. I think that's beautiful. So I see this as analogous to a Christian today, especially in the Seattle context, where if you share your faith and it gets you in hot water, you don't recant it. You don't walk it back. Let the family of God come and take care of you. You share your faith and you share it honestly. Because if you recant your faith, if you defame the gospel, then you'll be sending an anti-gospel message to the one who's listening to you. If you're on trial before a Felix of your own, as it were, you hold nothing back by the power of God and you trust the Lord to take care of you. Trust the church to be there to surround you, to look after you and your needs. This is the example that's set by Paul 
And as Christians today in the Seattle area, this is what we do. We share the gospel regardless of the consequences. We share the gospel forthrightly, never recanting, not compromising one iota. No one has ever been saved by a compromised gospel presentation. And we trust the people of God to be there for us to meet our needs in the meantime. If you're surrounded by your friends and family, even, even as you're in prison for sharing the gospel or to meet your needs, it makes you more fearless, doesn't it? It's so cool because Paul's worst case scenario was being lived out right here. He's in prison, but even in the midst of it, God's taking care of him. If Paul can share his testimony in this worst case scenario, you and I can share our testimonies in this worst case scenario. Because be honest and be real. Your worst case scenario, 99% of the time, it's just like an awkward social encounter. Isn't seeing one person saved worth a million awkward social encounters? Absolutely is. Look what Paul did in his circumstances and think about what you and I could do in our circumstances. It's beautiful to behold. It's exciting to imagine because if every, every member of the Redemption Church leads just one person to faith in Christ in the next year's time, we double in size. This is how revival starts. This is the book of Acts. It's happening today. Let's live this out together. Are you ready? Go.